Welcome to the Wonderland. A podcast with coaches Amanda Jones and Alex Linares. Listen in as they drop down the rabbit hole to explore reality, suffering and awakening. Leave your worries and fears behind and get ready for a taste of the Wonderland. Welcome back to the Wonderland. This is episode four. It's not the unknown you're afraid of. I find this so fascinating because it's so conditioned to believe that we are afraid of the unknown and afraid of uncertainty. But exploring this a bit deeper, that doesn't make sense at all. Doesn't make sense at all. The mind doesn't know the unknown. But what happens is it fills in the blanks. And it's all blank, by the way. And those images and thoughts and predictions are what scare us. So are you trying to say then that what we're afraid of is what we think we know? Yes. (laughs) We're afraid of the known. How could it be any different? I mean... I just think there's there's this like playful energy around this for yeah, me because uh-huh. it's it, it's a bit kind of brand new in in the way that that you've articulated it and to really see like most things where we visit in this podcast that if we just look at them a little longer uh-huh. right if we don't just let it go through as this bundle of concepts and ideas and we just sit with it for just a few seconds longer, they don't make any sense. They, they're they actually quite absurd on any kind of like looking at directly. <laughs> you know? and, it, yes. Yeah. It's like when you say a word over and over again, it starts to like book, say the word book, 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 book. <laughs> It loses all meaning and interpretation, and it's clearly seen that it's uh, sound. And the the big thing about the unknown, to the point, to your opening point, is that it's not for the mind to figure out. It's just it's yes. that's, it's impossible <laughs> for it to figure out, right? So that's why it, it only is it. The, the only thing that a mind can be afraid of is the known, is the ideas, the projections that it, that it's creating. And, and, you know, I'll add to that, that any projection that our mind creates can only come from stuff that has been programmed with before. Exactly. So not only are you afraid of the known, you're afraid of like stale information that was captured that cannot at some point. Even, yeah that sorry that cannot even be verified to be actually what happened in the past exactly so it's just so fascinating so let's give some examples um you hear a lot or may, maybe this is a lot of people's experience i'm i'm so nervous and scared about what's going to happen tomorrow at this in this one situation and immediately you can you can see the fear is around the projected ideas of what might happen, which are stories from the past, are images of you having some catastrophic failure 
things not going your way, et cetera, et cetera. And what's also fascinating about that dynamic, though, is that when we have these discussions, even when we're having this experience ourselves and and we ask, why am I nervous? Why am I feeling this way? Your mind says, oh, because I don't know what's going to happen. Or there's this like yes. conditioned response to say, yeah. I'm afraid of that I don't know what's going to happen. Yes. But your point is, that's never the case. That's they're, not they're, what we're afraid of. Right. It, it can't be. The, the unknown is it's a open space, right? It's not, it's not filled with anything and anything that's filled, that it's filled with, it is what the mind is doing. And it's just I, like just seeing that process and, and seeing how there's this layer over it that says, oh, it's the unknown, but that's just more thought. Yeah. There's a very specific thought. There could be images or words or something that your mind is is putting into that space as to under the category of things that could happen tomorrow. And then there's a layer of thought on top of that that says, well, it's because I don't know. And that's why I'm afraid. And just, again, look at it for a few more seconds and say, okay, but what is in that space right now? There has to be something. There has to be, it has to be, being, it's filled with something and then kind of hidden by another concept of the unknown. Right. Which one, and I, I mean, another look closer is um, we're always in the unknown. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen, but that is a not, that is an insecure landscape for the mind. So we can predict, the mind predicts that, that the sun will rise in the morning. But and in its efficiency, the brain takes that and puts it aside, says, I don't need to analyze that anymore. That is a known thing that will happen with pretty much certainty. But that kind of uh, sends, it, sends us into seeing every prediction like that and believing that every prediction is a possibility and the the horrifying predictions are taken as uh what we're afraid of but not the fact that we don't know what's going to happen and I, and i think that's a really important pointing to I, I you know we we think of the mind in different ways and we describe its processes in different ways and to me a mind is a conclusion making machine right yes it's, exactly it's, it's collecting a little bit of data here and there. And then it comes out with a conclusion that then hides the fact that it is a prediction, right? That, that yes. there are, that it's incomplete, <laughs> right? Uh, in, in, in terms of what it, it knows in order to make that conclusion. And that's very much what's happening there with your example of the sunrise, right? We've, we've made a lot of assumptions around that. And then that goes filed under certainty. Mm-hmm. But certainty is only yet another concept that was created by the mind. There's no such thing as certainty in the wild. Like we can't right. go to a certainty tree and pick some certainty. Like it just <laughs> doesn't exist. Um, so that that's like my that's like like my reality check. It's like, mm -hmm. can I go pick this from a tree? And it it doesn't. It doesn't pass my my tree um, test. So, it, and then just sitting back into that. And I, to me, 
the the sense of not knowing is a very felt sense and and when our mind is when my mind is is bringing up all the reasons why you know this uncertainty this concept of uncertainty is scary i i i let it do its thing mm-hmm. like i don't i don't fight it that's not a fight i want to i want to partake in but then i sit into the sense of the unknown and and I, I i i lean back into what it feels like in my body to not know and every time what i find there is space it's this this vast space that has a, a very open feeling to it and in that space even those negative thoughts or, you know, are these projections, they're, they're just part of it. They're part of the, the, I don't have to fight them. There's nothing for me to do except see that what I am is that space. It's the background where all these things are appearing. So the unknown, it's almost a, another way of pointing to this felt sense of awareness and aliveness that, that we've brought up. Yes, that's beautiful. I've I've noticed that we uh, the mind starts to create rules and requirements that have to be filled in the unknown spaces and the uncertainty. So they have to continuously be met in order to be safe and secure. And the ones that like I need to I need this to happen to be okay. Those kind of requirements that look rock solid and unquestionable. I mean, there's heaps of evidence backing them up from the mind, of course, giving the evidence of its own position. But ironically, those requirements of what, it, what I need to be okay are eliciting the very sense of uncertainty and fear that they're apparently supposed to pre- prevent. Yeah, and... and- what I, what I see and what I hear in that is that any any concept that we create that that is created it's it has an implied opposite so the idea of safety in itself it's a concept like what does it mean to be safe what does it mean to be secure it's all and and, and we know that because it means completely different things for different people and and then when we look at that, we see that that the opposite is attached to it, right? As to complete the concept, it has to have an opposite. So that's where we get into this duality of of having to know, yeah. and then we also get into the duality of the unknown, right? So knowing is positive, not knowing is negative, and all these things are just implied. There's there's no act of doing. Like we didn't agree to this. It was just, it was a learned, it was a learning process that, that we didn't participate in, in a deliberate way. And it's just identifying that these things are arising for us and their concepts and, and that that's all that they are. Right. And, yes. and these concepts kind of stack on each other to create whole stories. It's so interesting to, to realize that safety implies unsafety. Right. Security implies insecurity. 
they go together. They are the same thing. You cannot have one of them without the other. Because of the functioning of the brain uh, in the contrast that we have. But I had a weird insight years ago about insecure thought. Some insecure thought arose and and I, I caught the mind trying to turn that insecure thought into a secure one. And it dawned on me like a ton of bricks that why you that the so-called insecure thought will never be a secure thought. It's like trying to change a cat into a dog. You don't have to do that. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of, of what we discussed during the, the Plato's cave um, on the shadows. Right. And if we're believing the shadows, then that the shadows are real, then we're trying to fix the shadows, change the shadows, predict the shadows and then the orientation of just knowing that there are shadows doesn't change. It, it doesn't mean we don't see shadows anymore. It just means right. that we see it for what it is. Exactly. Yeah. And that is where that open peace comes from. As soon as that dawned on me, the so-called insecure feeling completely dissolved, like gone away because it was what was realized was beyond either being insecure or being secure. It was beyond the duality of those two experiences where they both collapsed in on each other and there was just that peace. Yeah. And, and that points to something so important. And that is that you, you weren't feeling the thought. You were experiencing believing that thought right like yes. it's it's I, I think that's yes. a really you know there's like just kind of leaning into that when we have initially we catch this after the fact right we were caught up in something then we see something and then there's kind of a felt sense of it to your point like collapsing or mm-hmm. kind of completing itself in a way um and then just naturally moving and then just seeing like oh like it wasn't a thought that made me feel this way is that for a moment I believed it. I was completely living in that concept as reality. And and even that moves naturally. It moves through. Yes. Yeah. I think that is that is really important. The it's tricky because there there's belief is everything. I mean what's not belief? So it's kind of like the wallpaper in the in your room that you you don't see anymore after a while. Except when there's a tear or there's a rip or a stain appears. And instead of um trying to fix it or make yourself not look at it, we can see that it's just highlighting the fact that, oh, there's this landscape of belief in the wonderland that we are always in. And the ones that start to produce suffering are necessarily on their way out. They're being, they're being highlighted by how they, how they feel, how bad they feel. Yeah. I think that's in that, going back to the idea of going 
of just looking at something a little longer. You know, if we we look at the process of of what negative feelings that arise for us and and instead of fighting them or resisting them or we realize that they're they're the felt sense of of believing something that's not true. Mm-hmm. It's a felt sense of a misunderstanding. And that's all it is. And we don't choose whether we believe something. We don't choose when we see those rips and tears on that wallpaper. We That's not up to us either. Yeah. But being in that open space that's receptive to it, um, I think that's, that's really that wh- where we're pointing to here. And... You know, another thing I, I want to say about the unknown, because you because you brought up the the Wonderland, it's that the unknown is the space of wonder. There is no wonder in knowing. Exactly. And <laughs> and that is a space where everything that's new and fresh, all our creativity. All of all of it comes from, and that's not an active thing we do. That that's just how it it's always been. That's right. I think I wrote in that in my book. It, everything comes out of the blue, and it's all blue. Yeah, that resonates. The it, you know once it's seen that it's it's not the unknown we're afraid of, but the known, and the known is imagination being painted as reality, we kind of naturally start to lose the agitation that comes with the concept of the future. The concepts, all the concepts of how will I feel later? What will happen later? It's that that agitation is showing us the, the, the fear is being placed on some, something that... <laughs> doesn't doesn't hold any water to be fearful yeah and and to explore this I've, i i find it almost and, and I, I mentioned like there's this playful energy around this subject for me right now and i've been playing around with really small things so my mind will start coming up with you know i'll i'll get the experience of thinking Am I going to have another cup of coffee today? I shouldn't. I had enough. And, you know, I'll just let, you know, just the ping pong of it and and it arguing with itself. And I'll just say, I wonder if I'm going to have another cup of coffee today. I wonder, like, I I don't know. Mm -hmm. I wonder if, if there, and, and now as I've been playing around with that, I can, I'm moving into bigger things in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I wonder if, I'll get this job. I wonder if I will retire, you know, in Spain. I wonder, it just is, and it's just so <laughs> yeah. playful to, yes. to be in that space because it, it just opens me up to, um, to something that feels very spacious in the moment. Like it doesn't throw me into the future or the past because wonder it's happening in the now. moment. Yes, it's now. There, it doesn't live in the promise of something specific happening in the future or some sort of change that should have happened in the past. And then there would be wonder appearing now. 
So all of those stories keep us locked in, keep the mind locked into its conceptual overlay on top of what's just appearing right now. But I want to go back real quick about what you said about noticing the wallpaper kind of peeling and that, that being a signal that there's there's a belief in something untrue. I think to drive home the point of how simple this is, when we when we hear that pointer that, that that's waking you up, that there's a belief in something that's not true, notice how the mind immediately kind of has this background idea of, well, then what is true? And then it fills in that blank. But what we're saying is true and untrue. You don't have to jump forward into filling that space into what is really true, true. We just want to see the illusion, see the shadows without making them, you know, filling in the blank with a truer shadow. Does that make sense? It does. And, and, it, and it goes back to, to the topic that, that you mentioned about like creating a better story or a better feeling story. And that, that is what the mind does naturally. Yes. Yeah. But being on to that, that process, right, as something that just happens and we also can control. Um, yeah, it's, it's really important because a, a lot of these pointers sound like there's something for us to do. Yes. <laughs> there, there really never is not, not anything that, um, isn't already kind of happening. Uh, and we're just observing that that is happening and, and moving in that direction already. And then in further podcasts, we'll explore that, why it's so hard to grasp by the mind that there's nothing to do and all of the questions that come back that we get uh, that are coming from this idea of the self being the doer. Well, if I don't do anything and nothing will happen, all of those kinds of things. It's a really rich, rich exploration, but I, I just love this known and unknown topic because it's, it's so against how conditioned we are to immediately assume that I am afraid because I don't know what's going to happen. That the, the unknown is scary and threatening. It's empty. There is, it's the unknown. There's not, <laughs> nothing there. We kind of stop looking for water in a mirage when we realize the mirage is not what we think it is. It's, it doesn't need to be filled in with actual water and then taken from. Yeah. And, you know, for me, what, what I would really encourage anyone listening to this is to realize that there, there isn't a big practice around this, like uncovering, you know, what is in it. It's just an extra glance at these assumptions that we're making when we're afraid of what's going to happen. And then we, we hear the overlay story of because it's the unknown. And just look at it for a second longer and you'll see all the stories that are being projected in there. And then simply once you see that what you're afraid of is what you think you know, I wonder what will happen. <laughs> I do. I, 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 it, it's just something that there's something in that seeing 
that that is really that that's really what we're pointing to here. I love that. I wonder what will happen. This has been the Wonderland Podcast. If you'd like to explore further with Amanda or Alex, visit Amanda's website at uncoverspace.com or Alex's website at kanemacoaching.com. <laughs>